Hi, my name is Lewis, and I'm a sports physiotherapist. I've been blessed to work with elite athletes across multiple sporting organisations, both here in Australia and overseas. During my time, I've had the luxury to work in some amazing countries across a variety of interesting sports with some incredible organisations. But it's the strength and conditioning coaches, doctors, high-performance staff, head coaches, support staff, other sports physiotherapists, and of course, athletes who I've met along the way that have made the experience most memorable. In this podcast, I will chat to those that I've met and consider leaders in the field of high performance and chat about their journey from when they first thought about pursuing a career in sport to the events that occurred, skills they acquired, and the lessons they learned along the way to be where they are today. So enjoy this episode as I'm excited in sharing the stories, challenges, and tips from those in the industry by answering the question I commonly get asked, how did you get into sport? Hi guys, it's me again here. Thanks again for joining me for another solo episode. Uh, just to give you a, a bit of context, I've just recently arrived back in Australia after being away with uh, uh, with one of my roles with Football Australia in Europe uh, with the men's under-17s uh, national team. Uh, we played a few international games in Turkey and uh, had the opportunity to, to play against Uzbekistan, Morocco and the Czech Republic. We had mixed results. Uh, we, we drew against the Czech Republic. We won our game against Morocco 2-1, and then unfortunately we lost our final game against Uzbekistan uh, 2-1. But, but nonetheless, it was a, a great experience for, for, for the team and, and, and really good preparation for us where we've qualified for the Asian Cup, which will be scheduled in June this year uh, in Thailand. And, and if we're successful and, and do well in that tournament, then that will qualify us for the World Cup that will be in November this year uh, in Peru. So a really exciting year for us and, and a really good opportunity and experience for, for all the boys involved uh, with, with getting some international games under our belt in, in preparation uh, leading into our Asian Cup. But the reason why I want to share that is one of the questions I commonly get asked uh, with, with the various roles I've been involved in is... Um, what is involved in a day-to-day uh, as being a physio for for a sporting team, and and what in particular what is involved in a day-to-day basis when you're away with with national teams? So I thought I'd share with you guys and give you guys a bit of an insight to what uh, a normal day kind of looks like for me when, when I'm away with the national team. So what I'll do is I'm just going to go to my phone now and I'm just going to bring up a daily schedule. And a daily schedule is something that the team manager puts out um, prior to the next day. It gets sent out to the staff and players and, and gives everyone involved a bit of an insight to, to what the next day uh, will entail. So it has all the times of when meetings are, meal times are, physiotherapy windows are, uh, video sessions, coaching sessions, training sessions, and so forth, so that everyone is well aware uh, uh, what is involved that next day when they wake up um, uh, and, and get prepared for the, for that day's um, uh, schedule. So I'm just opening up a daily schedule here to give you a bit of an insight of what a normal day would look like. But um, so in this daily schedule here, it starts, the day starts off um, officially for me at 7.30. And, um, but I, I tend to like to start my day uh, around sort of 530 
um, six. And that gives me an opportunity to kind of get up early. Uh, gives me opportunity to do a little bit of a workout in the gym and get some physical activity uh, for myself, uh, which is important to, for my own mental health and making sure that I'm setting myself up to win um, for, for the team during the day as well as gives me an opportunity to kind of touch base with the family as well. So when I was over in Turkey uh, with the time difference between Europe and, and Australia, it meant then it was like late afternoon here in Australia, but over there was early morning. So it gave me an opportunity to to chat to my daughters, to chat to my girls, have a chat to my wife and and stay in touch with them and, and have some family time, even though I'm away um, overseas. So I do a lot of that prior to the day beginning and, and then, and that allows me to be a little bit freer and more uh, available for the team as a whole um, throughout the day. So coming back to the daily schedule, we start the a day officially uh, at 7.30. And that at 7.30, we have um, player morning monitoring. And what that involves is, is uh, all players will input um, their morning wellness. And their morning wellness is simply a questionnaire that they fill in that uh, through an athlete management system that we use called SmarterBase. And essentially, uh, they just fill in a, a questionnaire that's ranked from zero to, to seven. And it gives us a bit of an insight to their fatigue levels, uh, their soreness levels, their sleep levels, how they slept, and any sort of stress levels as well. It may even give us some insight and some questions around if they're feeling ill or um, if they're feeling sick uh, or if they're currently um, feeling like they've got any injuries uh, that they're carrying. So we get every single player to fill this in prior to morning monitoring. And what that allows us to do is then when the players come in individually in the morning, uh, we can open up this smarter base system and just have a look at uh, what what scores they they um, they inputted into their smarter base or what they filled in in their questionnaire to either um, ask the players a few questions and see if it flags any sort of issues that we may need to follow up with with players. In addition to that, they they weigh in. So we take the players' weights every single day. And what that allows us to do is keep a track of things like hydration. So we want to make sure that their hydration or their weight has returned back to their pre-activity level um, so that uh, we do weights prior to the, to the activity. And that will give us an indication of what their, their pre-activity weight is. And, and often the case, their, their weights will often drop um, post-activity either through uh, most likely fluid loss. And, and we, we should have some expectation that their, their weight returns back to normal the next day if they've had sort of adequate uh, hydration and, and food intake as well. So we take their weights to give us a gauge of that. In addition, taking their weights also gives us uh, uh, information to see if there's been any fluctuation in weights across the playing group as a whole. So sometimes, obviously, traveling to these overseas um, destinations, the food at times can um, can vary, and and sometimes it can vary in in respect to. Uh, uh, variety, quality, type, and so forth. So some players um, may not be familiar with certain foods that may be available to them. And we want to still make sure that the group as a whole is is eating well, uh, hydrating well. And so if we see a trend where the weights are dropping, 
that may indicate to us that we might need to to follow up and make sure that everyone is eating well and, and hydrating well and and are there issues that we may need to address from a from a food intake perspective or from a a meals perspective that we could change to help to assist that as well uh, individually we may look for weight fluctuations or trends going either upwards or downwards that will help us uh, have a conversation with that player to either identify why that might be happening. So in some cases, uh, a player might be sick, uh, might be ill, maybe they've come down with gastro and often we'll see a trend there where their weights will will often drop due to uh, due to being sick and and would and would like those weights to return back to normal uh, once they're feeling better. So that's uh, the reason why they take their weights and 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 something that we found has been quite valuable for us as well. In addition to obviously their questionnaire and doing their morning wellness and taking their weights, we also get them to do groin squeezes. So what that entails is getting the player to to lay in a crook line position and we pop a sphig between their knees and we get them to squeeze this fig um, slowly and as hard as they can and sustain that hold so that we can get a gauge of how much pressure they're putting through this fig. And this sort of um, exercise is based on a bit of research around neuromuscular fatigue and identifying that you know their strength should be returning back to some level of normality if they're tolerating the loads that we're exposing them to um, on a on a on a regular basis, or that they're recovering quite well and ready to to go into the next day, some clubs uh, often use different um, methods. So uh, other methods that's commonly used is using like a uh, a counter movement jump or a mid thigh pull, or using say a Nord board to measure their hamstring. Um, uh, capacity or maybe using say a force frame or dynamometry to measure say shoulder internal external rotation but again they're all kind of measures that uh, clubs often use to to measure some level of neuromuscular fatigue to identify to to those uh, whether they're recovering well or they're um, tolerating the the loads that uh, they're being exposed to. We've found historically that the, the groin squeeze is one that's been quite effective for us and easy to do while we're on tour. It doesn't require us to, to carry bulky um, equipment with us and quite heavy equipment and, and is quite uh, easy for us to to get through an entire playing squad. Uh, and in addition to that, we find that with the sport like football, where it's on a change of direction, jumping, pivoting, kicking, passing, uh, tackling and so forth, that it requires a lot of sort of pelvic complex um, load uh, and, and that this groin squeeze gives us an indication of how their the pelvic complex or their load as a whole uh, may be responding uh, to the to the loads that we're exposing to. So it's it's another sort of um, external measure that we use to give us an overall indication of how well this player is uh, is today. So then, from morning monitoring, we the players then go into a team breakfast. And so this is where we all get together as a team. And, and obviously we have breakfast at 8 a.m. Then in, in this day in particular, it, that uh, went to followed up by 8.30 a video session. And so these video sessions are an opportunity for the coaches to go through, say, 
uh, previous match, or maybe they're going through some training footage and giving the players a bit of an insight of certain things that they're looking for, um, certain plays that we're looking to play, uh, just revising some elements in games that we're looking to get better at. And it's a, a session where we review tape in sessionally and, and look at breaking down either training session, game sessions, certain um, times in, in the game that we want to look to improve on. After that, uh, we go on a, a team walk. And this is an opportunity where we take the players out. They'll go uh, in this situation. Our hotel was based on the coast of of, of Turkey uh, near the Mediterranean Sea. So we were able to get the players out and walk along the beach. And, and it's a great opportunity for us to, to expose the players to a different environment, a different view to say one that they're, they're constantly exposed to with being secluded in a hotel. We then take the opportunity to kind of open up the legs, get some fresh air and do some mobility work. And we find the players, it allows the players to kind of freshen up a little bit and have a little bit of a change to what often is the case where it's hotel onto the team bus, team bus to training, training venue, training venue, back onto the team bus, team bu bus back to the hotel. So it's a nice little way to give them a different perspective and, and allow them to do something a little bit different. In this scenario, we then come back from team walk and then we have uh, a strapping window or a pre-training wind, uh, window. And this allows us to attend to any sort of strapping, any sort of pre-training treatment uh, requirements that players may need before departing on the bus uh, to training. Then we depart on the bus to training and then we have a training session from 10.30 to 11. I apologize. We depart from 10.30, training starts at 11 and then um, we're at training from, say, 11 to 12.30. Then from there, um, we get back onto the bus at 12.30, and then we go back to the hotel, and then we've got a scheduled recovery session. That recovery session can often entail either um, a pool session, or it can be a cold plunge, or it can be a mobility session. And it's really dependent on what resources um, we have available to us uh, at the location that we're at. So sometimes there might be facilities at the training venue that uh, allows us to do sort of um, cold therapy. Sometimes there may not be facilities that allow us to do sort of ice baths. So we might do some contrast therapy and do hot, cold showers, or alternatively, in this case, we returned back to our hotel that had uh, immaculate facilities where they both had a hot, cold plunge pool. Uh, so they, uh, we did some contrast therapy with the players with both getting them into the cold plunge for a period of time, getting them into the hot pools for a period of time, and then follow that up with a little bit of a mobility session uh, in the normal pools. So that's a uh, uh, post-training recovery session. That recovery session uh, will finish at uh, one o'clock and then the players will go up to their rooms and get ready and get ready, get changed, have, have a shower and so forth in preparation for lunch at 1.30. So we'll have a team lunch at 1.30 and we'll, lunch will go on for about an hour. And then again, obviously, um, this lunch is is pre-prepared. It's in, in this scenario, we had a kind of buffet style lunch um, uh, set up that allowed them to have access to a variety of different foods and so forth. Uh, in this hotel that we're in, it was an exceptional, uh, an exceptional variety, uh, exceptional quality, and 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 so 
we were quite blessed in this scenario to have that in some scenarios it's not as diverse not the quality not, is not as as good but we definitely before tours try to get uh, a clear insight of what the menu is like and what they can offer uh, so that we can have our input from a from a, a national team's perspective of what we feel would be most appropriate for meal selection and meal choices for our players um, so that uh, the that our team is appropriately fueled so that they are recovering well and and preparing themselves in the best way uh, we can get them to to be we have lunch and then we go into uh physio window and so this physio window uh, can span from say one hour to two hours and it's uh, an opportunity to do a bit of a triage session so what we do is we we go through each player and get a gauge of how they responded to training did they sustain any injuries through training? Uh, are they how are they handling any niggles that they may have taken into training, and really triage those individuals um, to prioritize those that require um, specific treatment, uh, so that uh, that we can attend to those treatment uh, attend to those players and ensure that we can maximize their potential to participate uh, the next day. So that will go on for one to two hours. And then that will finish at around 5.30. And then we have a bit of free time from 5.30 to 7. So about an hour and a half. And so that I, util, I usually utilize that time to then attend to any soap notes that of obviously any players that I treated that in, during that physio window. I may even use that time to touch base with clubs back at home that didn't travel with us on tour um, because they may have been injured or, or they weren't um, selected in this tour just to make sure that they're all ticking along well and that they're uh, all progressing in a, in a, in a fashion that if we need to call upon them into the future, uh, that they're, that they're fully fit and available to go. Dinner then is at 7 PM. And then we have dinner from about seven to eight. No, in this case, we had dinner from 7 to 7.30, followed by another video session from 7.30 to 8. And so this was another video session. In this particular, this was a match day minus one. So this allowed us to kind of peruse um, footage of the, the opponent and really trying to break down the opponent and 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 come up with a game plan how we can expose um, exploit certain weaknesses in in the opponent's game and and obviously capitalize on our strengths uh, where we can feel like we can uh, have a real impact in, and achieve the success that we want when we go to play this team um, the next day. This then this video session finishes at eight. And then we have another physio window or another treatment window from about eight to nine thirty slash ten, and so another physio window for about an hour, uh, an hour and a half to two hours. This physio window again is to attend to all those players. So we usually travel with a squad of twenty three players, and and it'll be myself, um, head physio, and we also have an assistant physio and a massage therapist. So within a window of say one to two hours. We usually allocate, say, 20 minutes um, per per player. So in one physio window alone, so one hour, two hours, it's rare that we can get through all players. So having an additional physio window allows us to get through those players that we didn't have a chance to get through. 
also allows to to revisit some players that may need further attention um so that we can best prepare them for for next day's training so sometimes this this will be treating specific injuries um sometimes it'd be treating certain niggles that they may be carrying throughout the throughout the tour or even in other cases it might simply be addressing some soreness or or doing some soft tissue work or some flush work just to uh, address any sort of um uh i guess overall tightness or soreness that players may be experiencing that if we can get into them uh, and make them feel better, uh, that can best set them up to win for the next day. This treatment window finishes at 10 and then we go into uh, a medical meeting. So from about 10 to 10.15, we'll sit down with myself, the assistant physio, the head of, head of strength and conditioning, the sports science team and the team doctor and we'll go through each individual player and just highlight any sort of issues that each player may be experiencing, where we're at with certain injuries, um, is there certain illnesses that we're addressing, uh, how do we feel about the certain loads that are currently, uh, that are currently uh, exposing the players to. Uh, we'll look at the the day ahead and we'll get a bit of a snapshot of what that training schedule is like um, for the next day and and maybe have a chat about are there certain considerations that we want to make to the coaches? Are there certain players that we feel may or may not be available for the next day or may need to be modified? And we sit down as a collective and make sure that we've got clarity about where the playing group is as a whole, talk about certain individuals and and just make sure they're all on the same page. This is then often goes into what we term as a coaches meeting. So that will involve myself, um, the head of sports science, uh, and the the head coach, assistant coach, and the goalkeeping coach. And this is more of a conversation of giving the coaches an insight of where the the playing group is as, uh, as a whole and how they're tolerating loads and how they're traveling um, from a, a physical fitness point of view, uh, as well as going over any individual players that may require modification the next day or may require further review the next morning during morning monitoring or or maybe uh, not available at all for next day's training session so that they can get an insight into uh, the certain numbers that will be involved in the next training session or whether they need to consider modifying certain drills and so forth to, to maximize um, getting the best out of the players the next day. So this uh, these meetings will tend to end at 10.30 and then that after that, I'll tend to head back to my room and start putting together what I what we term as the availability report. So this is uh, this is a report that I will then input um, uh, certain details about each individual player and how they're going with injuries, um, highlighting how they're how they're managing loads, uh, if they've got any niggles that are new or they're continuing to carry, and how we're managing at the moment, and then most importantly, reiterating their their predicted availability status. So, in most cases, their predicted availability status will be either fully available. So we expect them to be wake up the next day and, and then for them to be fully available for the next training session. It might be 
uh, needs review. So they're carrying something. We want to kind of see how they're going over the next 24 hours and we'll review them first thing in the morning and be able to give you an update of, of uh, how available they will be for that training session uh, for that training session after that review in the morning. Uh, they may be uh, available but modified, meaning that they're available for the training session but have may have certain drills or certain elements in that training session that may require modification or um, they may be are not fully not available. So what that means is, is that unfortunately this player um, it, it won't be available for the training session that they've set out uh, and we feel that they would best benefit from uh, a period of refraining from those activities that we feel uh, will further um impact them negatively with the type of injury or the illness that they're carrying. Now, that may still mean they do some level of training, um, but it may not be involved in any sort of um, planned training that the coaches have installed for, for the playing group the next day. So by the time this is all done, um, this kind of closes off the day. And once I've sent off this injury report, uh, my day technically finishes at around 11 o'clock at night. And then um, I'll try to, to get as much sleep as possible and get ready for bed so that I can wake up the next day again around that sort of 5.30, 6 o'clock. So it allows me to get a good sort of six, seven hours sleep. Um, and so that will allow me to, to be ready for the next day and then, and then start the process again where once again, I'll kind of get up, go to the gym, do a bit of exercise, speak to the family uh, in preparation for uh, morning morning monitoring with the playing group uh, first thing in the morning around 7.38. So that's a, that's a pretty common day um, for me when traveling with the national teams and gives you a little bit of an insight to what uh, would be usually what happens on a day-to-day -day basis. Obviously, there's um, changes that can happen depending on when training schedule, training sessions are scheduled, uh, maybe what time games are on. On match days, it might be a little bit different. Sometimes after match days, we'll allow uh, the players to sleep in a little bit. So we'll have morning monitoring much later in the morning to, to maximize their sleep and recovery. Sometimes um, certain physio windows will be scheduled at different times because uh, on game day, we might have a uh, say mid-afternoon game versus uh, an evening game. Uh, sometimes we may not have a physio window after a game if if the game finishes at 10 o'clock at night and it will just simply followed by a small recovery session uh, and a bit of a triage window, which would span for say 30 minutes to an hour max just to get a bit of a list of guys that may have sustained injuries um, during that game and then aim for a bigger recovery session first thing that the next morning but in usual that would be a common day with certain with certain changes um here and there depending on like i said when games are scheduled training um, sessions are scheduled are scheduled or maybe uh, it's a traveling day and we're traveling to a different city for another game so um i hope you got something out of that and i hope that gives you a little bit of an insight um, specifically of what I'm involved in when I'm away with national teams with, with Football Australia. And it's not too dissimilar to what we see with other national teams, whether it be rugby or whether it be hockey or whether it be swimming and so forth. So um, I hope you enjoyed that. 
please um, leave a review. Obviously, it, it makes a massive, massive difference uh, for the podcast as a whole to be shared uh, to those that uh, you feel may get some value out of this. So thank you very much for listening. And uh, I look forward to um, seeing you guys next week. Cheers. Thank you.